0: Welcome back to the Neo Reality Collective I'm your host, Eric Brown These last few days have been pretty difficult for me I have come down with a cold And we did a test I'm not infected with Corona So we could be glad about that It's been one of the reasons why I haven't been able to release any content And and then I had the AEW commitment to do And, well, hijinks ensued from that Uh, I'll probably make a Wrestleverse video talking about my time at the AEW event uh, But we'll see down the road I will talk about matches on my Wrestleverse channel, so be sure to look out for that. So let's get straight to business. Uh, Robert Razer, guy, Crackoff, if I pronounced that right, the co-founder of Razer and pioneer of the gaming mouse, dies at the passed away at the age of 81, passing away on April 26, 2022. Razer shared the message on Twitter announcing the sad news, saying, uh, "We are sad to learn about the passing of co-founder, president." President Robert Kraff, known by everyone as the Razor guy, Robert's said, What are you driving? Passion for gaming lives, lives on and continues to inspire all of us. Thank you, Rob. You will be missed. This was confirmed on April 28th, but uh, details started coming out about it in the wake of it. So the first gaming match now the Razor Bloom slang boomslang uh, to market back in 1999, working on a whole bunch of stuff. After things went bankrupt in 2001, he would continue to work on as the co founder to co found Razor with Razor's current CEO Min on in 2005. Becoming the public face of the company, would not only include a message from Razor Guy with Razor products, but he also added his email to note as well. He was also known for having interviews with up and coming journalists, and he would give some of them jobs. He is survived by his wife and their two children and five quote very cool grandchildren as it says in the article rest in peace your legacy will not be forgotten so because Square Enix hates you and everything that has to do with anything regarding gaming uh, they have announced that they have sold off to embrace a group To acquire Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix Montreal, and a bunch of other hosts, (laughs) Crystal Dynamics, including a catalog of their IPs such as Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, Legacy of Kain, and more than 50 back catalog games from Square Enix Holdings for $300 million. Embracer shared the news in the press release, saying the acquisition includes roughly 1.1,000 employees across three studios in eight global locations. The deal, if it goes through, is expected to close in the second quarter of Embraces' financial year 2022-2023. We are thrilled to welcome these studios to the to the Embracer group. We recognize the fantastic IP, world-class creative talent, and track record. And excellence and all that stuff that comes out with that. And Square Enix sold these things off for the most dumbest reason possible. Square Enix came out and says that Embracer's acquisition allows it to invest more into the blockchain, AI, and the cloud. So you sold Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal for blockchain, AI, and cloud despite the fact and and I just just want to Uh, How do I say this? NFTs are crashing. Blockchain technology is losing its fad. And you did that. But the initiative announced that that was working with Crystal Dynamics on this pro- on their Perfect Dark game. They said the deal will continue. They will continue to co to develop Perfect Dark while the initiative with the initiative following the Embracer deal. Coming I mean, out saying we are excited to see where Crystal Dynamics takes these next steps with their studio. Our teams have made great progress in building Perfect Dark together as co-development partners, and we will be continuing this work with them into their next chapter. Uh, Square Enix, you, you you screwed up big time. And PlayStation and Sony have finally decided, after everything that Xbox was pulling these last couple of weeks and month, uh, announced that, yep, we're hiring an acquisitions manager. Mm. Sony is seeking some more video game expertise, and the candidate will not only help find and develop the initial opportunities, but also align them with Sony's overall culture and work progress to drive significant long-term value for the company. Working closely with the overall management team, the new director will be seemingly be at the forefront of the PlayStation and first-party studios, with the post promising a chance to influence the evolution of their fast-paced sector. So, they're cut. so, yeah, this has to do with the whole acquisition race. I feel like Microsoft just should just buy Square Enix at this point. And after Square Enix had bought everything, had sold off their biggest licenses, uh, Team Raider's lifetime sales came out. And since its inception in 1996, it has sold 88 million units, with 38 of them being... 38 million being coming from the reboot trilogy alone, which includes Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadows of the Tomb Raider. So, and that's not even counting the additional 53 million paid mobile downloads from entries such as Lara Croft Rally Run and Lara Croft Go. So, yeah, that, that's pretty impressive. FastX, the Incredible Hulk director, Lewis. Here, uh here is to re- set to replace Justin Lin. And yeah, there's been some talk about that, especially what came out about him. Uh, where he quit on the spot because of Vin Diesel and whatnot because um, yeah, it, it got bad. It, it got really, 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 really bad. Like, oh, God. Like he would show up, like, Vin Diesel came into late at work, he wasn't in shape, he just kept doing things on the fly, being very arrogant. So now the guy who directed The Incredible Hulk, uh, that really, at this point, kind of doesn't come off as canon because almost everything about it, it has been pretty much forgotten. And the only semblance of, re- of mentioning that is, well, the What If series, even though that's part of the multiverse. So you could just say that, that Edwin Norton's casting was from the multiverse. 20 years ahead of schedule, but okay. So, yeah. So, another Suicide Squad sp- sp- spinoff is in the works, and apparently this is involving Waller. Sources say the series will build off the end of Peacemaker, which uh, uh, yeah, where her daughter in the movie, in the show, outed her for her clandestine operations and the character fate seemed in trouble. So it seems like she's probably gonna head on the run or be impeached for political power. So, uh... Yeah, uh... I, I think it's safe to say you're screwed, Amanda Waller. You reap what you sow. <laughs> but, yeah, that, yeah... This is the first half of news. Uh, we'll get back to you on the last half, and we'll be finishing off with this very short episode due to, well, the first half of this week being very slow. We'll be back to you after these messages, and we'll see you after the break. Take care. All right, everybody, let's finish this final half, of, first half of the week off, and let's talk about the last piece of news that came out this week, especially since it was May the 4th. So remember, Jackass Forever, uh, how successful that was. Yeah, the idea that they're getting a, um, they're getting a uh, series on Paramount Plus, an all-new series on Paramount Plus. According to Variety, the ever-popular comedy show will return to the, f- to, will return following the huge success of their recent movie. EJA Forever. Based off the success, we're working with the creators to continue the partnership with a new series, bringing in the even more ridiculous antics straight to Paramount. Plus. Originally airing in tw- 2000, followed a cast of performers such as Chad Knoxville, Steve O, and Barking Dangerous, crude and dowry, hilarious stunts and pranks. And. Uh, yeah. So it was originally said to be the final fa- chapter of the most chaotic saga. Uh. <laughs> and especially after the director's cut, known as f- 4.5, heading to Netflix tw- May 20th, for the shot during the making of the original, uh, they're making uh, a TV series on Paramount Plus. And I'm curious as to know how this is gonna go. Mostly because of how what happened to Johnny Xville and what happened with the Bull, and then he had a match at WrestleMania, and I'm trying to wonder why that happened, but okay. Meanwhile, as Star Wars was being celebrated this week on May the Fourth, with May the Fifth being, uh, re- m- May, uh, Revenge of the Fifth and Return of the Six, so, yeah, uh, Eldering Miles have already started adding a huge ton of content to to Elden Ring, such as Star Wars, One Piece, Hollow Knight, and more, all on Nexus Mods, bringing together Star Wars, One Piece, Hollow Knight, Zelda, Final Fantasy, God of War, Resident Evil, Small Mods, and uh, including a Life is Strange mod, adding Max Caulfield to, well, the, the, the series, because of course, Harry Potter, Excalibur from Warframe, Doom Slayer from Doom. Yeah, it, it's weird. It, it's very, very weird. And I demand to know what's gonna happen next. So we'll see. We'll see. I am curious. <laughs> Sorry moderns are exp- are making exciting content as things go on, and we'll see how more goes on. Meanwhile, for those who are saying AEW was in the mud because their ratings are down, even though the streaming industry is still pretty damn good, and Warner Media Discovery bird Had to get that system out of me. Uh, despite all that, a new behind-the-scenes wrestling series is, is happening, such as a, a new AEW show coming to TBS, which means that... Yeah, that doesn't really say that WarnerMedia Discovery was going to end this. There's been a survey for wrestling, for, for ringleaders from WarnerMedia's Bleacher Report app. Asked for their input on the name of a brand new behind-the-scenes wrestling series. with suggestions including Friends and Enemies, Fight to the Finish, To the Mat, Road to the Belt, or On the Ropes. Say AEW's top performers are ushering in a brand new behind-the-scenes series. He's like no other. Every episode will track our core cast on the road at AEW events as they try to hold onto the titles they have or won back the ones they've lost, but everything culminating at the biggest pay-per-view event of the year. They all hope to walk away as champions, but there aren't enough belts for everyone. Only if you watch WWE, then definitely there are belts for everybody. So, yeah. They all they hope to walk away. Heroes will rise, villains will fall, champions will be crowned with more access, more star talent, more drama than ever before. We'll see all through the eyes of the biggest names in the company. So, Warner Media has done well, and AEW continues to thrive with their next big programming. This sounds like that succession series that he's planning to do called Pit. <laughs> So, yeah, as Activision Blizzard continues their rise of destruction and whatnot in their path to being sold off, New York City has filed complaints against Activision Blizzard for wrongdoing tied to the Microsoft acquisition, trying to sell themselves off over the whole um, toxic environment they've created. So they were like, we gotta sell out before things fall apart. So, yeah. So drama Bobby Kotick should be removed so the upcoming AEW video game fight forever has had some significant progress and significant hurdles such a, they've there's been updates that Kenny Omega has gone above and beyond in his time out of, the, out of the ring due to injury and made sure he was able to help with the game in any way possible Will FIFO know that, that the game, which is now going to be called Fight Forever's roster has approximately 50 players in total so far, with staying Punk, Brian, Ruby Soho, and call all confirmed for the game, Owen oh, Hart, the legend that he is, will be playable as well, as reported by BodySlam.net. There will be some notable omissions from there, that, however, with the title's first release, though, according to FIFO. Who exactly will be missing is know, but AEW consistently signed talent the likes of Keith Lee, Square Strickland, Samoa Joe, and Toby Storm have joined the promotion in 2022 alone. Much work is still need to be done with Polish for Special character Models, development of the game's online features is still need to be worked on too. No publisher has been confirmed, but it does seem like THQ Nordic are said to be involved with the video game, so the band is back together. Let's go with that. Also, I am. There, there is the hurdle issue. Kenny Omega is reportedly hating working with Yukes on AEW's Fight Forever. According to the Sports Game Online, the relationship of Yukes and AEW are not in the best place at the moment. Kenny Omega reportedly hating working with the developer. One individual close to the games development even said that it appeared Yukes had tried to take advantage of Omega. Fight for all of F- Fight for vessel is also believed to be way over budget, some of the game's features have been cut altogether or reduced. A particular issue was reportedly about the game's roster size, with noting that 50, 50 playable characters' extra investments to put into the title, and you can and AEW will continue the partnership following the Fight Forever up in the air, with the said to be pushing for a long-term agreement, something AEW are nervous about. Which I understand AEW's point. Like, they have to think about this through. They have to get this game working first They get this game off the ground selling and whatnot. Then they can work to an agreement on that. But they also gotta work out on their attitude issues between each other, so we'll have to see. And there is still ideas to have this game be a long-term deal, like, um... Instead of being a yearly release, they're hoping to make DLC, expanded content, add more features in, core fundamentals, updates, patches, instead of just being a yearly release, like WWE does it, and so on and so forth. Let's hope things work out on that front, and I'm hoping things can work out. Sven, so you said, t- in THQ Nordrick, uh, not THQ, like they took the brand name, but things look like they were going back to getting back together, so we'll have to see how things work out on that front. So, for those who were curious about the Gwen Stacy solo miniseries that was being made uh, after it disappeared in the 2020 coronavirus pandemic that happened, well, it's finally being completed in a giant-sized special featuring all the issues together and the Gwen Stacy we got, the original civilian Peter Parker's girlfriend, and a Silver Age story, but in continuity that will put it up against the likes of the Kingpin and eventual killer the Green Goblin. So they already had come out and said, unfortunately, Cohen put the series on hold for up to just two issues, and it's been a while, but Gwen is back, and I could be happier. The icing kick the cake is that for the first time, I get to see my name on giant Size title. A nice, thick volume containing all five issues. Ever since I was a kid, the giant size books have held a special place in my heart, so I couldn't think of a better, more exciting way for Gwen to return. I thank everyone who's waited so long, kept asking about the book, and retained their enthusiasm. Well, I hope you find it was worth the wait. I'm so excited to complete our Gwen Stacy stories coming to the fans, as I had so much fun drawing this series and working with the working with the artists and everything. I really enjoyed Br- brainstorming and working on aspects of the movie years and that era around Gwen and her story, We we'll until Fancy issue 4. And there's always been that debate about having the character come back, like, like they bring back almost everyone else these days. Even DC has their own Infinite Frontier stuff that brought back everybody, according to them, except for several people. But, uh, we'll have to see how that goes. There was an attempt to bring her back by J. Michael Szynski when they rebooted Spider-Man's relationship status because Marvel hates you. So, there. Also, on May the 4th be with you, Obi-Wan Kenobi came out with a new trailer set after a delay that happened and have the shows released later this month they released a new trailer featuring the mechanical suit of Darth Vader bounty hunters insanity the scanning, looking for obi-wan like they have suspicions where he could be at one of the bounty hunters is Forlorn, the bug-eyed bounty hunter with the protocol droid body. He was first introduced in *Empire Strikes Back*, one of the mercenaries hired by Darth Vader to hunt down Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon. There will be a substantial reward. However, it turns out there will be a second Forlorn, second on the right. Uh, the, you'll spot him at second on the right in the famous bounty hunter lineup seen above in the Empire trailer, right next to bossix if I recall, and Boba Fett. And, yeah. <laughs> He's back at Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he didn't come alone. There is a the joy shuffling into battle, guns blazing on a rooftop. Cuts to another point of view of the fight. Obi-Wan is using a gun, so, um... <laughs> yeah, I bet that's awkward for him. Not only that, there are Perk's Troopers, Stormtroopers battling, and Inquisitors, including the F- the Inquisitoris building... And Castle Vader. However, Uncle Owen, the guy who hates Obi-Wan, doesn't want Obi-Wan to train Luke because fuck the galaxy. And Obi-Wan tells Uncle Owen, saying when the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father? Sir, I'd like to report a murder. It was night... I believe it was an official burn. So... And even saying the voiceover saying, I want every bounty hunter and low life to squeeze him. As the third sister goes ahead and states, and the fifth brother is heard saying, You still want Kenobi? He's gone. And the third sister replies saying, Maybe you've been looking in the wrong places. So yeah. Uh, I do have a problem with this idea. I would have been more interested if they kept teasing the idea that they were going after Kenobi only to reveal that they were going after another Jedi. And Obi-Wan's kind of, kind of this state where does he reveal himself and whatnot? Like, we know he can't because he gets to keep it secret. But I was thinking to myself, it would have been cool if they did manage to keep a shed head into this story, the future Dark Cryant, just like. You know, just a weak or nudge. I don't know if they would actually say he's going to be the future Darth Cryin in this timeline, but it would have been cool to see, and it would have been a plot, a genius plot twist, if they said the Inquisitors were on Tatooine looking for Obi, looking for a Jedi. You assume it's Obi Wan, only to reveal it's a Legends character, and everyone freaks out. So yeah, missed opportunity right there. But we'll have to see down the road. Uh, this was Neo Reality Collective. I hope to see you all again down the road and stay tuned for more content. Uh, it's been a pretty sickly week, so we'll have to see where things go from here. Take care, everybody. Have a good day. Stay tuned for this last outro and this last ad break. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment. NRE The Wrestleverse and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.